Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm Joy Dooling, and you are listening to the Joy of Membership podcast. This podcast is for membership leaders. So we talk about strategies for attracting, engaging, and retaining members. But that's not entirely the focus of the show, because let's be honest here, there is no shortage of advice out there on best practices in membership. What we need to talk about is how to actually make those things possible in the real world, how to be absolutely sure that growth practices are going to stick, how to make those things easier, more consistent, and even automatic in some cases. Sound good? Then stick around because we're about to jump into it. Hey there, Joy Dooling here, host of the Joy of Membership podcast. Welcome to this week's episode. Are you looking for an easy way to say thank you to members for the holidays this year? Or maybe you'd like to send something special when a new member joins this quarter. It does not have to be expensive or difficult to show members that you're glad they've become part of your community. I've just released a new digital care package that I think you'll love because I personally curated the perfect content for this season of gratitude and giving. You can find the care package and place your order at joyofmembership.com slash care package. In the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic, I thought of this episode's featured organization often. Not only are they headquartered in Italy, where the virus hit hard, but they also serve American women who live and work in Rome. Women who were likely concerned for the situation in Italy, concerned for the situation back in the U.S., subject to travel restrictions, and trying to make sense of all of this, just as the entire rest of the world grappled with the changes as well. I'm speaking, of course, about the American Women's Association of Rome. The good news is that AWAR had just gone through the process of upgrading their website and converting many of their outdated systems to be handled by the new site. That really worked out to be fortunate timing for them. In this conversation, I talk with AWAR's president, Jennifer Landini, and their first vice president, Kate McKelvey, about how AWAR has been serving members and creating value in such unusual circumstances. Hello, Jennifer, Kate, welcome to the podcast. I am so glad that you could be with me today. This is the first time that I've actually had multiple guests on a single episode, so this should be interesting. I'm thinking that the best place to start is with you, Jennifer. Can you share a little bit about what your organization is and who you help? Hi, Joy. Thanks for having me. Okay. The American Women's Association was founded in 1955 by the then U.S. ambassador to Italy, Claire Booth Luce, and she formed this non-political, non-secretarian, and non-for-profit organization that the mission that she wanted and that and that has continued is that it was to promote friendship among members 
and also the understanding between the, the cultures between Italy and the United States. And part of how that's achieved is through cultural events, social events, educational events, community service, things along that line. And also, most importantly, all of us members serve as resources to one another. You know, if there's somebody new that arrives in Rome and needs help, or even us members who have been here for a while that need a recommendation or have a question. So it's very supportive association. Kate, from your perspective, why do you think members join AWAR? I think members find AWAR when they've transitioned to a new community and they're really looking for deep friendships. So people who have navigated what it's like to to live in a different country and and want to retain some of their American identity. And I think there's a, there's a, a big part of our membership that are craving a community that speaks English. And so I think there's a little taste of home amongst AWAR members. And then there's all the kind of connections and personal guidance. When you move to a new country, you're looking for a hairdresser, you're looking for a school for your child to go to. So there's a lot of tried and true wisdom amongst the AWAR members that really, I think, makes a huge benefit for being together. And then there's a lot of social benefits, different clubs and activities. So I Largely people join to make friends, but it's a big kind of information sharing space as well. Oh, sure. That makes perfect sense. So serving American women overseas during this uh, pandemic period must have been interesting work. Can you talk a little bit about how the association recognized and responded to member needs? Well, what we recognized as a need was uh, the need to connect with one another because part of what we were doing monthly in the association, we had a general meeting, which took place once a month, and, and, and we all met up in some point in Rome and either had a lunch or some type of dinner meeting. So that was a really nice opportunity for us to all to get together. There also are different activity groups that meet besides For the general meetings, there's wine and cheese evenings, coffee mornings. They have Baracco groups. Baracco is an Italian card game. They play Scrabble, cooking groups. So there's different groups that are meeting. Also a book club. So those groups are meeting alongside. So without those activities, it left a hole in in a lot of the connection that the members had with each other. So what we did to respond to that was bring things online and do events virtually. There was a time gap there that it took for us to be able to get those things online, but we were able to respond fairly quickly and we've done cultural talks. There was a virtual member art show that took place. There was a film screening. Oh, there's also through this, a new initiative, the film club has developed where they they watch films and then they meet to discuss the films after. So, you know, we're doing the best we can with trying to stay connected. Also, on an ongoing basis, we have an email resource group where if there's questions about, I've seen questions go back and forth about traveling during this time. What if I need to return to the United States or my, my son is in university here. How will this affect that? So different information sharing in that sense. So that's been very helpful. Well, it sounds like you've done some really creative things. Yeah, we were lucky in that many of the things that we were doing, we were able to kind of bring them online. If you think of a art show, 
it's virtual and you miss the experience of seeing the piece in person, but it's still enjoyable to see it virtually and share that together. And I do know that many of the members miss the personal connection and being able to be with each other in person. Oh, I'm sure. I know from my work with you, Kate, you've been instrumental in reimagining the AWAR website and trying to improve the member experience, leveraging that as a tool. But you started that like even before this pandemic began. What is it that led your organization to invest in that new site and the transition to being more digital? I think the major impetus was that we wanted to better serve our members. There's an experience of trying to manage events offline. If you can imagine people lining up at events with cash, we just wanted to bring our members into a better experience as members and also attract new members, a better digital presence and better digital communications and the ease of being able to join events and join as a member online without sending a bank wire transfer just made it a lot more simple for people to engage. And so just lowering the barriers for people to get to know the organization and participate and online um, events especially has been a key to that. And we did see returns on our investment and our like in this project of bringing our communications through uh, a new website and social media. I think we had, for us, it was a big number of new members in the past year because they encountered AWAR with a fresh face online and on social media and were able to right away send in an application to join. Well, you just answered the very next question that I was going to ask you, because I remember you telling me after you had implemented the new site that you had seen some growth amongst new members. So I think that's terrific that you saw a little return on that investment right away. It's validating. It felt so good, actually. (laughs) And I think even another thing that we experienced last year was a lot of members returning that they had kind of lost their way or just like thought, oh, maybe I know everything I know need to know from AWAR. And then they came back because there was this fresh energy that was there. Just feels really good to have people come back to the membership and then also have new energy. I'll say amongst Rome, there was a a big buzz (laughs) for AWAR. I love that. So Jennifer, can you tell us a little bit about your background with the organization? Because a lot of times the listeners in my audience, they come into an association as a staff person. They're hired as an executive director or as a membership coordinator, and they've never had the experience of actually being a member. You are a member. You are the board president. So can you share with us your history with the organization? I have been a member since 2015. So I joined AWAR. I arrived in Rome in August. A friend brought me to an AWAR meeting and I joined immediately. And this will be my third year serving as president. As you can see, I obviously bonded very well with the club. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that that was um, the next question I was going to ask you is as a member yourself, um, what is it that you find truly valuable about being part of the organization? I really find the friendships that I've made to be extremely valuable and also the resources that this group of women provide for me being here in Rome, away from Chicago, which is my home city, their friendship and the resources that they bring with them make a tremendous difference. 
What about you, Kate? How long have you been a member and what value have you personally drawn from membership? So I moved with my husband to Rome in 2014 in August, and I became a member basically within the month that I moved to Rome because I was immediately looking for community. I I looked up my alumni association. I was trying to find an English language book club and and AWAR kept popping up. And so I joined right away, but it took a couple of years to really get to know everyone. And there were some barriers, like you had to have cash at the door. <laughs> you had to sign it up for events. It took a bit of a process, but but I persevered <laughs> because I got to meet some really incredible women. And not only did they have activities and, and interest groups that really spoke to me, especially like a book club and, and nice cocktail hours and getting a cultural experience of Rome, but it was the women that I met through AOR and their stories. And it's, it's an intergenerational club. I'm sure maybe your listeners will hear in my voice that I've, I'm one of the younger members of AOR, but but I really value intergenerational friendships and, and connections and mentorships. And so you get to meet very different people who are in, in some ways experiencing something similar. We're all guests in a different country and trying to build a life here. And so for me, I just got to meet some really wild <laughs> traveling women who have great stories and, and really a love for, for AOR and the legacy that we you know live out together. One of the things that I'm really curious about, because I think you both mentioned it, is that you both got involved in AWAR really early. There are a lot of membership-based organizations listening in on this conversation who are very jealous at this point because they would love for people who are immediately coming into an industry or immediately coming into a topic area to be aware that their organization exists. Is it just that it's a small world with Americans coming to Rome? Or is there something else that you would attribute it to? I'm very proactive in building community. So I'm hardcore Googling women's associations in Rome. And there are other organizations that you could join. But I was really looking for for a women's club specifically. I don't want to join a a dating scene or a singles club. You know, I really wanted to be among women. I think in the past, AOR has been a very much word of mouth club. And so your neighbor knows you're American and they've heard of uh, this club for American women. But I think maybe in the past 15 or 20 years, it's been more of an online presence that has brought people to the club I don't think when I joined, there was a Facebook page. So we're picking up with that. But I think there is an energy of Americans or any kind of foreigners in another country to seek out community. And so there's a combination of being really proactive to find AWAR, but then also finding a website where you see yourself in it, uh, finding a community where you see, I, I would love to be part of that activity. So it was a combination of AWAR being there when I needed it and also doing my homework to find it. <laughs> Jennifer, let's bring you back into this. What is something that you're excited about going forward as the board president of AWAR? Well, if, if anything, I can say that I'm excited about when we are able to get back in person and, and meet in person, but I'm excited about the ideas and the new initiatives that we've taken virtually. And I feel that those can continue 
alongside of our in-person type of events to add some more depth and more opportunities uh, for the members. Because it's always difficult to plan events based on time and days. And so the virtual option sometimes allows more members to participate in ways maybe that other times they wouldn't have been able to. One of the advantages that we had with these new virtual initiatives is that members that may be outside of Rome for various reasons were able to join us and stay connected to the club and the association in in a way that they haven't been in the past. Oh, that's fantastic. Definitely a silver lining in the clouds. Definitely a silver lining. I also know during this period, there was a cookbook initiative that a group of members, our form editor, Maureen Font, took this project on. And she's creating an AWAR cookbook that's almost done, that's going to be launched. So there was still quite a bit of work going on even during this pandemic. It brought out some really great ideas and initiatives. So where are all of the great ideas coming from? Have you solicited those in a formal way? Or is it something that your board has just been coming up with these ideas? Sure. The ideas have come primarily from the board and the membership collaboration. You know, soliciting the membership for things that they may be interested in in seeing or listening to or doing. And also the board is a pretty creative group of uh, ladies and they they have some great ideas so those the combination of those two have really been able to help us uh, move forward that's fantastic this question is for you kate what lessons do you think that other membership organizations can learn from awar i think awar has a very long legacy and i think we have done a good job of carrying forth the mission and and always staying true to that, which is to build friendships between Italy and America and among our members. And so I think always holding true to that mission is something that I think we're never wondering why we're together. (laughs) That's always clear. And then I think I would say just from my experience on the leadership of AOR to not be afraid of taking leaps to make the club better for your members. Changing our website and taking our database online was a big leap. And we did our homework and we did ask a lot of questions of our members before doing that. But you do have to jump at some point. And when you land, I think AWAR has learned that just because you build a a new system doesn't mean that people will automatically use it. And so one lesson that I think is helpful is that it is a process that you go through together and that you and your members are experiencing something new. And it does take a little time to educate people, but it's worth it if you do it together. So I think I maybe that isn't a, a unique lesson, but <laughs> it's something that we've learned that you can't just dress up a website without encouraging people to be part of it. And so any membership club should know that, but I would say make your members give ownership to the club and have their input in, especially in the digital uh, footprint of the organization. I think even though that is, as you say, something that most membership organizations should know, it's really nice to have the reminder and to be brought back to that fundamental truth of what it takes to be successful in a membership organization. 
Yeah, you can have the most beautiful website in the world and no one will use it if, if you don't teach them how to use it. So we've learned that lesson and, and we continue to learn it. But I think it's so important to have mem- members have ownership of the organization. Thank you both so much for being here. I think that people who are listening in on this conversation are going to extract a lot of value just because you are sharing your experience, not only as leaders within AWAR, but also as members and sharing what you have found specifically valuable about the experience that you've had as members. Jennifer, can you share where people could find out more information about AWAR? You never know when someone out there might be planning a trip to Rome and they might want to connect with some Americans in the city. You can find us on the web at www.awar.org, or you could just simply search the American Women's Association of Rome. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Excellent. I'll make sure links to all of those get into the show notes. Thanks for this chat today. I really enjoyed it. This has been fun. And I love the way technology allows us to connect halfway around the world. (laughs) Absolutely. I will let you you, have the rest of your evening. Thanks again for being here. Thank you, Joy. Thanks, Joy. Joy here, just popping back in for a few thoughts about this week's episode. Do you ever feel like your membership is the best kept secret around? You know that what you do is valuable. So why aren't people lined down the virtual block ready to join? I found myself thinking about that a lot after this conversation with Jennifer and Kate. During our chat, both of them mentioned how they quickly found AWAR and joined. That's the sign of an organization that has positioned itself well to show up where people are looking for solutions and that the value of joining was immediately apparent. If that isn't happening for you with your members, it makes sense to explore why. There are two systems involved in these situations. First, a discovery system puts you out in front of prospective members consistently. The telltale sign that your discovery system needs improvement is a stagnant prospect list. If you are not consistently adding new people to your non-member contact list, you're going to have trouble growing. Of course, a discovery system alone is not enough for growth. The second system that needs to be in place is a sales system, which strategically moves the people who discover you through the contemplation stage and into making a decision about joining. Many organizations that have growth problems involving these front end stages of member experience may think that they have a marketing problem, or they may think that marketing is the solution. But when we dig in, we find out that people actually do know about the organization. They simply aren't making a joining decision. You can always tell when this is an issue because an organization will be connecting consistently with new people, but then those people just sit on the mailing list, or they attend events as a non-member, or they follow social media posts without ever actually making the decision to join. 
The good news is that these challenges can all absolutely be fixed, but it's typically not through marketing. Instead, we need to take a critical look at what's happening in the member experience and sort out what's working, what's not, and what may actually be completely missing. One way to do that is through my member experience makeover program. This is my signature program for understanding what value is for your members and how you can deliver it. This program is specifically designed for those of you who are running associations, trade groups, and membership-based nonprofits, especially if it's important to you to connect with what members want and to understand what they need from you in every step of their journey with your organization. During the process, you can actually take things at your own pace. You can move through the material as quickly or as slowly as you'd like, but you're never alone in the program. In every module, there's a check-in where you can send me your thoughts, send me your questions, and we can communicate back and forth on those. So together, we will plan exactly what needs to happen in order to fill growth gaps and build on strengths. You can see all of the details about the program at joyofmembership.com slash makeover. And there's even a little gadget there on that page to submit any questions you might have about whether the program is a perfect fit for you, a member of your team, or perhaps even a board member. Check it out. And I hope to see you in there real soon. Hey there, you made it all the way to the end. Bravo to you. I'm back in just one last time to remind you that there's a free one-page PDF available over at the website that shows you more than 20 ways that technology could be supporting your efforts to attract, engage, and retain more members. It's actually broken down into the stages of the member journey, so you'll know exactly where each piece fits. And everything that's on that one-pager can actually be automatically done for you with software that costs less than $1,000 per year. So if you haven't already grabbed it, you can get your copy at joyofmembership.com slash tech, joyofmembership.com slash tech, T-E-C-H. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.